Welcome to another leadership podcast from the team here at C3 Southwest Washington. To find out more about our church, visit c3swwa.com. Welcome to Leadcast, the official leadership podcast of C3 Church here in Southwest Washington. As always, I am your host, Jared Gillahan. Yes, you are. And in the studio today with our lead pastor, Steve Parrish. Hello, hello. And we're good talk- morning. Good morning. <laughs> and we're talking about the role that leaders play in the transformation of the people on their teams. Nice. That's a great topic. I'm glad we're covering that. It is a great topic. I'm glad I thought of it. <laughs> That's awesome. So what's new in your world? Oh, gosh, this has been a great week. Uh, we had a great uh, Vision Builder Sunday. It's pretty good, right? Absolutely. Uh, it's exciting to see people uh, embrace a vision of the church for 2020 and make commitments to that building process of, of the vision. So coming out of the, the weekend on, on a high from that. And it's just been a really, really good week. Lots of good uh, stuff happening uh, all around the region. And I've been running 90 miles an hour, but I'm here this morning. It's dark outside still. And uh, I'm looking at you. So how could it be, how could it get any better than that? So business as usual. <laughs> <laughs> Before the average person gets up, we're doing the kingdom business. M- making it happen. Business. That's great. <laughs> all right. Well, let's dive into the discussion for today. So we don't waste a a lot of people's time. No, they, just they, us they being like us. It. They like it when we waste time. They're like, yeah, the teaching's <laughs> the best, okay. Best part of the podcast. But the shtick is really good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's start off with some definitions as we're talking about transformation. Uh, when we talk about the idea of transformation and someone being transformed, what do we mean? Well, I'll give you a, a definition that I penned up here real quick. Uh, trans- transformation is the process of God working in our lives to change us from the person that we became without Him and into the person he created us to be with him. So we're, God had an original intention for our lives, and when we were born into the sinful world, that got distorted immediately, right? right? right. And so that probably progresses and gets worse. It might look like it gets better on the outside because we get a college diploma or we accomplish some task, win some award, but sure. you know the pressure of the world and the pressure of our own sin and sin against us really begins to distort who we are and what God originally intended. So... The moment we meet Christ, uh, the book of 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Uh, The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. So there's this idea that the relationship with God, once it's initiated, uh, kicks into gear a transformation. Uh, Similarly, Romans 8.29, the Bible there talks about those that God foreknew, he predestined them to be conformed to the image of God of his son. So it, when we come into relationship with God, God begins to pull out the scalpel and begins to um, transform what we look like from what we were to what he originally intended. Really a, a, uh, a consideration, a reconsideration of what the original blueprint was for your life. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the cool thing is it's, uh, it's not a renovation of what is, it's a recreation. I like that. For sure. Yeah. I like that. So it's not a renovation, uh, even though those shows are very popular sure, in sure. reality TV these days. God's not into renovation. Um, renovation puts new wallpaper over the old wall, right? Absolutely. It, makes, it, it spruces up what is. Yeah, it's still right? still an old nasty house. It's still, it's still the old, it's still the old nasty house. It's, it's just was, got it's just got shiplap yeah, now. You can you can put shiplap <laughs> over mold. Right, right. So right. God doesn't do renovations. He he's into the creative business. And transformation is yeah. actually building something new. Right, something new as according to the original blueprint, but it is definitely definitely new. 
God building you into what he originally intended before sin infected you and attacked you and poisoned you and distorted you uh, in that whole, in that whole uh, scenario. So, um, and, tra- and transformation is supposed to be the natural process that we engage in as we follow Jesus. In fact, the very first step we take with him is transformation because we were going in one direction and he says, follow me. Yeah. And that first step is transformation. We're, he's recreating something new. We were always destined to follow after God and in our lives we don't. So the first step allows that transformation to kick in into gear. Um, there's a great, great verse, I think, that really shows the picture that transformation in my life, your life, is what God intends. It says in 1 Corinthians 6, 9 through 11, or do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Of course, that's who we were. Do not be deceived. It says neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who practice homosexuality, nor thieves, nor greedy, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. Then it says this, and such were some of you, but you were washed, you were sanctified, and you were justified. So it's it's describing who we used to be, and then it gets gives these couple of words that really show the picture of the recreation process. You sure. Know, God at work in our lives to change who we were into the who we should be. The thing I love about that verse, too, is, is when he says, you know, such as some of you were, but you were washed, you were sanctified, you were just, it, it, he's saying... That's what you were. Right. That's not what you are anymore. Right. And the interesting thing is that, you know, some of those people, even back then reading that, probably didn't necessarily all feel that they weren't that anymore. Sure. Right. Because you have your own internal story you're carrying with you. Oh, you, for sure. That, that needs to be yeah. completely rewritten by God. But he, it is this clear declaration that's not who what you, are. you or who you are yeah. anymore. Right. Uh, Period. It's, it's super cool. Yeah. So uh, is transformation something that happens instantly when someone becomes a Christian, or is it something that happens over time? Uh, yes. <laughs> it sounds, yes and yes. It sounds kind of contradictory, but it, it is an instant process. Just like you said, you're not that person anymore. But the reality is that is a positional reality, and that's how God sees you. It takes a little while for the, the you living here on this earth to catch up to who God intends you to be. Sure, sure. And so that's a process. So what ends up happening is... Um, we step into that by saying yes to following Christ. And from there, every step forward is part of the transformational process. As you take a step today, tomorrow, next week, you're constantly stepping into the, uh, the transformation process. He's adjusting you. He's shaping you, changing your heart, changing your mind. Yes, he sees you as righteous. Are you completely righteous in act? No, but you're learning to be conformed to that image. Um, yeah, and with that, with that uh, first step, um, I think that um, um, I think I think that you can see that the heart of God in that portion of Scripture. It's that there's something that changes instantly on the inside, uh, but over time, it'll actually be uh, visible on the outside. It's almost like it's something that is is implanted or imparted from God within you that over time permeates through the yeah, whole grows. Yeah. the whole organism. Yeah, that's that's absolutely true. So how does the process work? How does God actually remove a bad wall in our lives, replace it with a brand new one? How does he say, you know, we're not just putting up shit lap, we're actually going to gut the thing? Yeah. How does that work? Well, it's certainly a process that he, uh, he initiates, and it's also a process that you have to participate in. 
You know, this is just bottom line. Wait a minute, I got to do something. Well, you got to definitely participate. <laughs> you know, I it, wanted Jesus's magic wand. <laughs> this doesn't just happen. Yeah, his magic wand is uh, is uh, the fact that positionally, <laughs> his, his, his magic right. wand might sometimes write a bullet list of things you need to do. Yeah, he, you know, he's going to initiate, um, and in the process, um, he's going to he's going to begin to move you forward, and that process is going to uh, introduce some key players. I think that you need to recognize uh, he transforms not with a magic wand, but he transforms with key people. First, you know, Christ begins to lead us. Um, and so the process of transformation, as he says, uh, come and follow me and we respond. Uh, the master surgeon in our transformation is the Holy Spirit. Uh, he speaks to us through his word and uh, through the written word of God. Ephesians chapter 5, 25 and 26 uh, points out that we are cleansed or we are transformed by the washing of the word. And uh, I, I love that picture. You know, the, the word is the, the scalpel at work in our lives. Uh, Hebrews chapter 4, 12 says the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword. So, so Jesus is the blueprint. You know, he, we're being conformed to his image, but it's the Holy Spirit that speaks the word which is the scalpel in his hands, and, and those are the key players that, that are first and foremost in the whole transformational process. So any miracle of God's amazing, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But I think transformation is one of the greatest miracles in all of Christianity. I, I know that um, even, even from my own, my own walk, like that, that moment in my life when I made the decision mm-hmm. that I was going to follow Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, I heard clearly the come follow me and you make the decision. And in that moment, I mean, from that moment on, there were some things that were very, very different about me mm-hmm. that just changed in a moment mm-hmm. as that, that transformational process initiated. Right. Yeah. And then as it's the journey has continued, it's slowly working its way through the rest of my life. Sure. Right. Sure. And there's certainly some things that I, I realize now I should have worked th- worked it through it earlier. <laughs> right. <laughs> Took longer than probably it should have, but it is that ongoing process of one step at a time. Sure. As God reveals things to you as you begin to work it as you begin to work Christ throughout you. Yeah, absolutely. Right? That partnership. I love that. Um and and other transformation I mean, being healed of disease creates an awesome momentary change and that's amazing. But a change in character is a change that lasts a lifetime, pays ongoing dividends. Absolutely. I mean, it, it doesn't end. There's 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 a a very observable payout. Sure, every moment of your life from that point on, it's it's and it's very measurable. You can see it um, all through, and it's all through all of our lives mm-hmm. as we engage with God. Um, it's it's seen sometimes in the micro, but always in the macro, and that is so inspiring. Right. When you see somebody that that their character has been radically rewritten. Yeah. You know, for the, the better. The, 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 the coding, if mm-hmm. you will, if you're a programmer has been <laughs> rewritten by God in that person's life. Yeah. It's a, to me, it's, it's a pretty amazing because, um, again, healing is a beautiful thing, but there, there's other health issues after healing. Sure. Right. Um, and so the, you know, the body's always spiraling downward until death, until, you know, until that last enemy is destroyed. But uh, in our in our character, as we're continuing to be perfected, truly, to watch somebody walk through transformation is to watch them get better and better and better. And listen, that's not human nature, right? <laughs> it, right. It's not. Uh, and to watch somebody be transformed is an amazing thing. And I think sometimes we think, well, transformation is you know you stop getting drunk on Friday nights and sleeping around, and and yeah, that might be a part of transformation. But how sure. about how about 
um, someone who doesn't have confidence because they, they're insecure, and then God is able to write on the tablets of their heart sonship or daughterhood, and they begin to stand with a different posture, and, and, and you can tell in their demeanor, God is for me. He's not against me. That's a crazy transformation. I mean, you and I have known each other for a long, long time, and one of uh, the things that I, I can definitely say about you and that I observe... I observe you in that transformational process. Probably not in the micro. You know, right, I, I don't right. think you might have been transformed since the moment we saw <laughs> each other this morning. Uh, I can't tell, but in the macro, definitely. You know, when I look back over the last year or last two years, you know, you being a person that's bought into transformation, I watch you climb the levels to to, to higher places that are observable. Right, they're right. measurable. Uh, there's things about you, confidences that you didn't have in ministry, maybe, that you do have now. And that is that is God transforming your heart, a confidence to walk into a group of people and pray over them and know God's going to give you a word for a few of the people in there, and that they're going to actually receive it and walk out. I mean, there would have been a day before when you would have like, wouldn't have wanted to walk into the room in the first place. Sure. You know, that's transformation. It's not just stop doing certain things. It's actually much more the opposite embracing all of the things that God has for people. And that, that is a crazy, crazy, crazy good thing that, that, that I love. Um, and that's a big takeaway uh, from, the, from the podcast uh, that, I, that I want you to want you to grab onto um, as a leader, you know, and for myself as a leader and anybody who's listening to this podcast is that that transformation process, while, while it's definitely Jesus is the blueprint and the Holy Spirit is the one who is the master surgeon and he picks up the scalpel, um, of the uh, of the Word of God and begins to transform our lives. Part one of the key players in the theater of the surgery that takes place is other leaders, and I'm I'm talking to leaders at the highest level and leaders at the lowest level, even leaders you know of a team at church. Um, that that the the cast that's also needs to be a part of the um, of this great surgery called transformation are the leaders of the church. Um, a person who leads a, uh, say, the screens team at church or um, the custodial team or something like that actually needs to see their role in the transformational process. Because um, the, as you look at Scripture, as you, as you press in um, to 1 Corinthians chapter 11, 1, Paul uh, makes, this, uh, makes this comment. He says, be imitators of me as I am of Christ, or in the King James, follow me as I follow Christ. He is a leader. I know he's an apostle, but I think that there's this expression that we as leaders, we want to lead people not just in task, we want to lead them into transformation. Right. Because that's the most important thing that can right. happen in people's lives. Not that we have one more church service where everything goes off without a hitch, but the people that are participating in this in this are transformed. And so much of the transformation that I observe that's happened in you have had other key players that have been involved. And sure. So, and certainly not just sure. me. Um, they help to raise the watermark or challenge you, and that's worked for me as well. You know, I'm um, very transparent about the fact that I, I have a pastor, Jurgen Matesius, and there's been a few times when he's challenged me, mm-hmm. and it's required transformation. It's required some adjustments, but they have worked a good work in me. I've gone to a new level because he was faithful to make sure. I experience transformation. And so that needs to trickle all the way down. It, again, if there's anything I want people to walk away f- from this podcast is if I'm a leader, whether at home, on at the workplace, uh, small team at church, big team at church, I'm one of the pastors at the church, my biggest role in people's lives 
always is to see to their personal transformation in Christ. That's good. That's really, really good. Um, the bottom line, so then, is that for all the leaders listening today, is you have a role to play in the transformation of the people on their teams. Right. I mean, yeah. that everybody that comes into your world, mm-hmm. you have a role to play in that. Yeah. It's like, what, Jesus, what are you doing in this person's life, and what's my role? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I, I certainly, I, I do, I get that now, but early on in my leadership journey, I was pretty intentional about leading my team to get the task done. All of us and, were. And, yeah. <laughs> Very task driven, just get the work done. Uh, and I was less intense, intentional about pulling out the scalpel, shaping the clay, you know, seeing people's lives transformed. Um, and at the time that was God's job, not mine. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not, not my job to see them saved. That's God's job. Right? <laughs> it's not my yeah. job to call them on their stupidity. That's yeah, God's well, job. You know, I'm just, I'm just going to stand back and let the Spirit <laughs> speak to you because when God's ready to well, deal with that, He'll reveal it to you. That, that is the mindset of a lot of leaders. I know that that was my mindset at, at uh, frequent points. Um, but, you know, God has uniquely placed you as a leader in someone's life. There's a, there's a short distance, you know, and that distance, that short distance has been given to you by God for purpose. It's so that you can reach out, that you can touch, that you can shape, you know, their, their character, their life. And I think it's really, really important for us as leaders on whatever level to really grab onto that and really embrace that. Because if you don't, there's a vacuum there. This is part of the process of God. This is, you know, this is when you read scripture, um, Paul, you know, in, in, uh, back up in Timothy, he told Timothy, preach the word, be ready in and out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all complete patience and teaching. And that's not just for pastors, that's for every leader. Um, We're engaged in all sorts of tasks, but what we want to make sure we do is we're part of that surgical arena, that theater, and we embrace our role to see people improve, to see them transform, because a transformed person is is better. They enjoy more. There's there's a greater flow of God in their lives, and we want to. There's see more. It. There's more life to be experienced. Yeah, absolutely. In a transformed person's life. So yeah, yeah. I like too that as as transformation takes place takes place the um the, you mentioned confidence, but the increased confidence that mm-hmm. comes with time, mm-hmm. right? That confidence is something that builds as you engage with the transformation process. But I think that it's a valid point too, that for, for leaders to recognize that their transparency, that they are in the process of transformation themselves. Yep. Right. Yep. We're, we're not going to get it all right. Right. We're doing the best we can. Yeah. And sometimes the best I could do today is not good enough. Right. <laughs> right. It happens. But that, tr- that transparency that I also am being transformed should give people confidence to realize that, you know, their mistakes or their shortcomings, their issues, the, the points where they blow it are not the end of the world. We right, are all right. being transformed. Absolutely. There's another day. Right. Have the confidence to move forward, but also to have the confidence to say, if them, why not me? Right. Mm-hmm. If you can see transformation in somebody that you're following and that course mm-hmm. of transformation in their lives, mm-hmm. why can't I be transformed? Right. Well, right. Yeah. And it's that confidence to say, well, I can if God if God can change their lives that way. Absolutely, He can change mine as well. Absolutely, that's good. It's yeah. really good stuff. Um, so looking back, I think there's a number of reasons why leaders fail to coach people in transformation. And mm-hmm. honestly, it's a pretty diverse list. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, some some are just ignorant of their responsibility. Right, they don't know I, it's I, their job. I certainly was there. <laughs> right, you know, I I I find myself there still to this day at times. You know, where you suddenly you you have that wake up moment where you real, realize, oh wow, wait a minute, I'm 
right? <laughs> I'm kind of leading this person. Maybe I should say something about oh, this. We, to them. we stand there thinking, why doesn't somebody talk right, about Right, right. Oh, wait. Somebody wait, needs wait. to talk to them. I hope, oh. pastor, I hope the pastor preaches on <laughs> right, that because right. Billy really right. needs to hear yeah. about how you shouldn't steal. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and then you realize, oh, wait a minute. Maybe I could Maybe just I, say something. God, use me, Lord. It'd be a lot less complicated <laughs> if I just, the person that had the revelation actually said something. Yeah. Uh, some people are just misinformed. They think that it's something that only God does, something that's pastor's job to do, right, or right. the thing only happens on an altar call on a Sunday. I love the the idea of, you know, I just, I need to get people to come to church because the pastor will save them. Right. Right. Totally. It's, yeah. Why would I invite them to say yes to Jesus? I right. have my pastor who doesn't know them. <laughs> Right. Do, it, do it. He'll do a much more effective job. <laughs> Just go, Perfect, uh, as a, a cold complete call. stranger. As a cold call, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, that's great. Go ahead. Well, I, I was going to say, there's a, those Those are probably the primary primary ones. I think there's a couple more. Um, some people are just conflict-averse. Absolutely. Uh, they're people-pleasers, and they want to be liked, but uh, if you've ever been a parent, you'll find that that doesn't lead to a whole lot of productivity in a person's life. Um, uh, so I think some people struggle with pushback and, uh, and we live in a current culture where, uh, pushback is like, uh, constant because there's this prevailing mindset, uh, that says you do you and I'll do me. Right. Or, or that, uh, well, that's you. I hear these phrases. They, 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 they drive me crazy. Uh, that's your truth. Uh, not mine. <laughs> right. And, right. you know, wait a second, two plus two equals four. Truth I don't care if truth. it's your truth or not, you know? And so... Um, when, when there's any type of correction, people need to retreat to safe, safe places. Um, you know, there's, there's something powerful about, about being submitted to a coach on a team who observes your behavior, uh, cause you're, you've got tunnel vision as a player. You can't see the whole field. You can't even see your own performance. You thought that you really wound up correctly and in the stretch released the ball, but your coach is watching you and you're dropping your shoulder. And uh, if if you're not willing to listen to somebody, I, and, and you know it's hard to it's hard to say you're doing it wrong, and say it in a way that makes you feel like a million bucks. I mean, right, right. <laughs> you are the greatest moron on the planet. Right. You know, it's so sometimes you know you just need to have somebody say stop doing that, right? And, and or or what you keep saying about yourself is completely wrong. You need to listen to me. And uh, God sees you differently than what you're saying. And uh, we have a culture that fights against any type of input. You're judging me. Yes, I am. (laughs) (laughs) I am. And no, the Bible does not say we shouldn't judge one another. In fact, the Bible clearly indicates to make sure that you judge one another and judge all things. It It just says to be careful that with the same judgment measurement you use will be used back on you. So if you're harsh, you're stingy in your judgment, it's going to be stingy back to you. So... Um, yeah, and I think that um, um, some some in uh, this this applies to some leaders. They they don't like to engage in transformational conversations because they kind of feel like I'm not perfect. So uh, who am I to say anything? Right, sure, who, but, who am I to get involved? Right, I'm a mess. Right, I got I got a telephone <laughs> got pole in my eye. You know, I can't say anything. <laughs> right. But that's just not true. If I preached only on the things that I've accomplished. It'd be a very brief sermon once a year, <laughs> you know. And Paul, and I think Peter, and all the other writers of New Testament scripture uh, were faithful to proclaim God's truth, even though they were still imperfect people. Now, you know, you don't want to be hypocritical, right? At, but at the same time, transfer people who are living in the process of transformation are engaged in transformation sure. and still proclaim the truth of God, even though their life might not quite reflect it yet. Well, and just because just because I'm working through my own process of transformation mm-hmm. doesn't mean the things that I'm having revealed 
to my eyes about your life are untrue. Right. Correct. I mean, I can I can be in my own my own transformational process so and still see things outside of me that are valid oh but i can see the fact that you're a crooked stick trying to correct me but you know what god can draw, draw straight lines with a crooked stick absolutely been doing it for eons god can use your <laughs> unsaved friend to point out truth in your life absolutely yeah absolutely so so what do you say to the leader that didn't know this was part of their job the leaders <laughs> who've yet to embrace the role of transformational <laughs> leadership i mean how should they step into this part of the role and get started well it's um I'm going to invite you to step into it. That's, that's all I can say mm-hmm. is that change your mindset. Uh, I'll give you a couple steps here in a second, but it's you just got to decide right now as you're listening to this, as you know you have followers, that it's time for you to start functioning in your God-given role. Great if you can get your team to show up on time and pull the bells and ring the bells and push the buttons, and that's wonderful. Um, but if they look the same today as they did five years ago and don't reflect Christ any better, uh, honestly, they're miserable. And there's misery around them because it's still dysfunctional. You know, they they may be saved, but they're not walking in sonship or daughterhood in its fullness. And so, um, you have a role to play in that. I mean, so my request is, you know, hear my voice, understand that you have a role to play, and uh, moving forward, I, you know, I'd say uh, I'm going to present a couple steps here in the form of a prayer, uh, in form of prayers. But um, I think that they kind of capture uh, the essence of what the next steps for you should be because. Um, the, the, the prayer will be, these prayers will be pretty obvious, but it's going to take prayer. Okay. For you to begin to engage in this process. Cause if you've been a leader for any length of time and you've not leaned into the transformational responsibility of your role, you've actually created a culture of leadership that's void of transformation. You've got a rut that you've created. And so it's going to take something significant to pop you out. It's going to take some something significant for you to um, become a completely different kind of leader. It's not going to be uh, a huge departure, but it's going to take a jolt. It might require some transformation. Yeah, yeah, for you to <laughs> you know, be transformed, <laughs> become the leader God wants you to be. Um, so I'll give, I'll just, I'll just hit a couple points, and sure. you know, I know yeah. you can echo any one of these. Uh, my first step would be to say, you know, to pray this way: Lord, use me to help shape your people. Um, and that's that prayer of recognition that God has given you this position, and it embraces God's permission to function this way. It embraces the responsibility. Lord, use me to shape your people. It uh, leans in the confidence that God is calling you to do this, and it actually gets you kind of positioned um, to to also partner with God in the process because He's not sending you separated from Him to go and you know work your magic yeah, on somebody point. else. You're Great not a, point. you're not some uh, magical sculptor all of a sudden. Um, you're going to be a, used in the hands of God. You know you, you need to be partnered with Him. So I think that that prayer. Um, actually uh, positions you well to say, yes, I'm going to engage, but I'm going to engage, Lord, hand-in-hand hand with you. Um, number two, I'd say, you know, pray this way, Lord, help me see where that person is. Um, and that's that's a little bit of a, a challenge at sometimes. Some 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 moments for transformation, they're clear and they're obvious, uh, but other other moments in transformation, you know, we see what's on the surface, but so much of the transformational issues that need to happen in people's lives are below the surface. Mm-hmm. Um, and we don't want to be fooled by the surface uh, just because somebody's no longer getting drunk and sleeping around and now they're coming to church every Sunday doesn't mean transformation is complete, doesn't even mean maybe they're even doing well. Um, and so that prayer, Lord, help me to see where that person really is, is a recognition of that. It's not just the obvious. 
And I think that as you pray that, um, God's going to help you to either see what needs to be done by revelation, or you're just going to be dialed in and listen to it, hear it in their conversation, their attitude, and their response to a situation. And you're going to be dialed in. You know, you're going to be leaning forward into that responsibility. So uh, uh, next step from there, I would, I, would, I would say, you know, pray this way, Lord, help me to see where that person needs to be. You, you can see what needs to be transformed, but how, how, what's the path from here to there? Right. Now, some of it will be really, really obvious, like, I see you robbing banks. Stop robbing Stop banks. Stop robbing banks, and it's, it's really easy. But what if it's a, a tougher thing? I mean, because you don't just, your job at, uh, as a leader is not just to point out what needs to be transformed. You're you're taking them on a journey right, that leads right. them from where they're at to where they need to arrive, and uh, I think that in that in that process you're gonna you need some revelation from God, especially in the areas that aren't clear. Like somebody comes to you and they they need reconciliation in a relationship. That's not always an easy path. That's mm-hmm. a that there there needs to be some some biblical understanding and also needs to be like some some clarity, some download from God because. It involves a person you may not know, and you know you might have to, they might have to pinball their way back and forth to try to work towards reconciliation, and reconciliation is not always agreed or, or, or always received by somebody else, and so the journey might not lead to reconciled relationship, but they did their part and were transformed, and so I think you know Lord help me to see where that person needs to be. Says God, I, I definitely need your help. I need Siri. I need you know spiritual Siri because I don't know where to lead right. this person you need, to. You need the roadmap. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I think uh, probably the last prayer I would pray would be, Lord, give me the words to initiate and pave the way for transformation. Because those first couple conversations, when you wade into the transformational waters, if you've not been in them with this person or these people or haven't functioned in this realm often. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to initiate that first conversation because it feels awkward. It's a different pair of pants. Mm-hmm. You've never wore wool pants before. And, and so it's going to feel weird, but in asking the Lord to help you to initiate it, um, he will, he'll certainly, um, show you, he, he's a revealer of secrets. So he'll show you what to say and how to go about doing it. And you're going to need his help ongoing anyways. Um, and could, this conversation is going to require another conversation and another conversation and another conversation. So, you know, just real quick, you know, Lord, help me to shape, uh, use me to help shape your people. Lord, help me to see where this person is at. Lord, help me to see where this person needs to be. And Lord, give me the words that initiate and continue to pave the way for transformation. So obviously, you know, what it comes down to is you as a leader need to begin to engage people in transformational conversations. And I know we'll talk about that in an upcoming podcast, but that's ultimately being willing to be used that way as a leader's call to action. And I'm asking every leader who hears this to say yes. Forget, don't, don't forget the task. I mean, still ring the bell, push the button. Those things need to happen. But man, you're a sculptor of people's lives in the hands of God. And so let's be a part of that. Let's see people grow into the God, into the person that God called them to be, to experience their best life. And they're not going to get that by being the old person they used to be. That's good. That's really great stuff. I think that's a, that's a great place to put a pin in it and, mm-hmm. ra- and wrap this one. That's a great call mm-hmm. to action uh, to just open up people's minds to the fact that 
that they're called to be transformers. Sure. Um, awesome. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna call it call it a wrap on that one for all our time for today. But you're gonna want to make sure you join us in our next podcast. We're gonna press further into this topic on transformational leadership and discuss how leaders can initiate those transformational conversations a little more Very in cool. depth. Awesome. So until then, I'm Jared Gillahan saying thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our pastors, leaders, and what we do at C3 Church, visit our website at c3swwa.com.